Hello and welcome to the show. This is episode eight, Life Decisions. And then, <laughs> and then after that, it was, um, it was, uh, what was it? Um, oh yeah, we both tested co- positive for COVID again. Have fun with that. Yeah. And had to uh, reschedule a bunch of appointments uh, at MD Anderson. Had to miss uh, my niece's baccalaureate. And um, Oh, wow. And uh, what was weird, that was down in San Antonio. And uh, her dad actually uh, came down with, uh, he tested positive for COVID as well. So we had nothing to do with it. So anyway, um, we quarantined for five, six days and we at least took our trip to the beach, uh, last nice. week and, um, yeah, I had a great time down in Corpus Christi and, um, and then just, uh, this last week, uh, it's just been kind of all over the map, really just, uh, just getting, uh, uh, kind of getting back into work and what have you. And of course, you know, in and amongst all that is the, uh, is the tragedy here down in Uvalde and, uh, boy, a lot to, uh, you know, a lot to, a lot to discuss there if, uh, if we should want to get into it, but, um, and then we've just kind of made a big life decision. It looks like we're going to go ahead and move on, move out of Dallas and go to college station, um, hopefully before school starts. So, um, which is, uh, which is fine with me. I have my, my mom up here in assisted living, but as I've said previously, she's got Alzheimer's and you know, about half the time I go visit her, she doesn't even know who I am anyway. So, um, which is, you know, sad, but at least she's, uh, she's well taken care of and stuff. And I'm not sure I want to try to explain to her where I'm going or, or even at this point, even discuss whether or not I should move her or not. But, um, you know, it'd be a, there's a lot to think about with that. Um, I'm her, I'm a power of attorney and I'm three hours away if I go to college station. So that's just, you know, logistics to work out. Where's the, where's it in relationship to Dallas? Um, it is South and, um, a little East. So, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the highways in Dallas or near Dallas, but basically you go I 45, like you're going to Houston and about halfway down you turn, uh, back to the, um, and you turn back to the east and uh, you head into Bryan, Texas, and then Bryan, it's Bryan College Station, but the, uh, but the university's there in College Station. So, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a big move, but, um, you know, I, I look at it as a big opportunity too, because uh, I, I don't think there's that many people doing what we do down there. And, and um, you know, my, like I said, my wife's kind of a, kind of a executive in this company anyway. And I think she'd like to, after a year of uh, not really doing anything except renewals and selected referrals, I think she'd kind of like to get back to selling a little bit. Um, So who knows? How about yourself? Can you top that killer? (laughs) What was that? Can you top that killer? (laughs) Uh, No, we did. Thank you. We did add a new addition to our family. It's a four-legged feline. Oh, wow. <laughs> Name? Uh, Bridget. Okay. <laughs> Didn't choose it. 
that's what you got adopted with. Was it a rescue or just show? No, we went and, um, well, we've been talking back and forth. I'm not a, a huge cat fan. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. I prefer dogs. Uh, but the cat's growing on me. Um, and you can hear my wife cackling in the background. Um, nothing much. It just, uh, when I finished up school and then how'd that go? Did you take finals or or what? Oh, I got an A in both classes, but oh, super, super. The one thing it kind of re-encouraged me to, to do is about 30 years ago when I actually started at the JC, the local junior college around here, I took an psych one, a class passed it. But it made me really disillusioned towards the subject because I had the, the teacher really made the difference when we're sitting there and he is literally there halftime. And so every other day is like it was a two day a week class. He was there either one of the two days, or, you know, he'd be there Monday, skip Wednesday, be there, skip Monday, be there once I'm going. OK, how do we get help? <laughs> uh and it was that and his excuse was, I wouldn't say an excuse. I didn't know it one way or the other. He says he's a Vietnam vet and he had a metal plate in his head that gave him migraines. Mike, okay, fair explanation. But that doesn't really help students that need help. If you're not there to actually answer questions that are asked. But uh so I did take that. I took philosophy class and then I took the psych class, which kind of made me get more re-inter- more interested in the subjects of psychology. And I'm taking more classes this summer. God help me. I'm going to go nuts. But, you know. <laughs> um, not sure. Uh, I, I, I would I would make one suggestion if, uh, if psychology is something you're going to if you're going to pursue uh, maybe uh, in a in a a higher uh, higher realm or a, or a more uh, more uh, 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 academic uh, um, endeavor of sorts you might want to you might want to watch that vocabulary a little bit go nuts that doesn't sound like, that doesn't sound real encouraging you caught that didn't you uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, no it actually it is an interesting subject and <laughs> kind of ties into what you brought up a few minutes ago where of course our politicians can't managed to see that but the whole thing in uh in your neck of the woods at Evaldi, it was and of course everybody says it's not a mental health issue it's a gun issue i'm going okay it won it's a tragedy <laughs> that, that that many people were killed and the nature of how they were killed and i look at it this way as like my wife's a teacher <laughs> i've had many a discussion going back and forth going do we arm the teachers? Do we not arm the teachers? I'm a proponent of with the proper training and, you know, the upkeep arming a teacher isn't necessarily a bad idea. But my wife wholeheartedly disagrees with that until I hand her a 357, which she shoots better than I do. As she's smiling. <laughs> well, you know, we, we can we can go down that rat hole any number of ways. Oh, yeah. I, I will say two things. Um Anyone that can um, draw down on a uh, on a fourth grader, what is that? Nine, ten years old. 
Yeah, my my yeah, two boys' age. It's it's definitely it's definitely a mental health issue. Oh yeah. I mean, let's let's just let's and and the other things that are coming out is he was cutting himself. He was he oh, was yeah. uh, cyber stalking this young lady. Um, you know, I I had some initial reactions. Well, you know, social media algorithms out there, you know, they can find out if you're if you're saying negative stuff about a particular issue that, you know, a fact checker will almost immediately come on and delete your post if it's, you know, if it's thought to be inflammatory, but yet how come the algorithm can't detect, you know, either a DM or a post. And then, Oh, by the way, if you saw his Instagram post with all his pictures of guns that he just bought when he turned 18 and a crap ton of ammo, for the for the um for the ar-15 um and no red flags were thought of at meta i mean you know i'm not saying they're responsible i'm just saying i think they have a lot of capability with their computer engineering that they could uh you know even it's even if it's just 30 minutes even if it's just 10 minutes I mean, to get a, to be able to get that information out to the people who need to use it, but well, then right. it becomes and the issue of what did law enforcement do when they were there, and uh, you know that's that's been the big, you know, and I, I I'm I'm a I'm a diehard back the blue kind of guy and law and order guy, but I mean I cannot for the life of me figure out, you know what made the the chief of the ISD stand down nineteen. 19- people 19 law enforcement officers with with uh hardware as much or better than this one kid did because they thought he was barricaded in and didn't and uh was subdued and that and that went on for an hour and wow. there there's yeah it's it's like this guy i mean I, i've been saying I, I think that uh you know at the very least by the time this this time next year rolls around I suspect there's going to be a at least 21 civil cases against that school ISD. Oh, and I don't know that they. I don't know that they can claim qualified immunity in this case. Uh, but there was, you know, you know, again, the gun didn't the gun didn't shoot itself. I mean, number one, there was a there was a crazy person behind the trigger. Number two, um, it seems interesting how. We've seen some of the biggest tragedies in these mass shootings come down to lack of communication. I mean, you know, the the the, the church shooting the uh, uh, in in Texas or around um, I don't want to say New Braunfels, but it was close to San Antonio as well. Um, Salome Springs, I think, as was, and this is one of the few cases that you've heard about a good guy with a gun that ended up, you know, shutting the guy down. Of course, he got over twenty. 20 people in that church first, but that guy was a mental, I mean, I I don't know what the classification is. I don't know if you have section eight or whatever, but he was, he was discharged under mental health issues from the military and was able to still get a, a legal weapon uh, simply because there was a lack of communication between departments well, uh, they, governmental <laughs> entities and stuff. So, it, you know, again, it's 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 a tragedy that number one, it doesn't seem that these these holes that we we see with regards to uh, or red flags that we see with regards to people with tenuous mental health 
especially coming out of a two-year pandemic. Um, you know that that we've got we got money to burn. Case in point, two hundred billion almost given to public schools in this country since 2020, 2021 for COVID relief and very little, uh, very little accounting of what's been spent has been done. And then just this past week, $40 billion given in aid to Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Tell me with that infusion of cash, you couldn't harden every schoolhouse in America. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. I mean, it, well, yeah, you could do that without even batting an eye. It, it's the un, yeah. it's the unwillingness, in my opinion, to even try. And, and you know, and they've also like we had a there was a discussion up here, and I can look up the article, but the Santa Rosa City School Board, if I remember the article, basically voted to get rid of all the school resource officers in every school and i'm looking at this going why and some of the things i came across were they're scary um scary okay. world yeah it's a scary world yeah um and we had a an incident i don't know the details and but it just happened in my neighborhood where was it twice in the last two weeks or twice in the last week i think my wife's plugged in can't hear me um there was a we're we're out walking or doing some yard work and we noticed there's two law enforcement vehicles down the street. And then also there was a white van that they introduced probably I'm going to say March, April of this year, where it was a non-law enforcement uh, task force, for lack of a better word, I can't think of the right word for it, where they aren't armed. They're not uniformed. They go in and talk to people in a mental health situation or a mental health breakdown or crisis. And the, the, the incident, I know little details is just by talking to the parents briefly. And it was a kid, my daughter's age that just, you know, going back to school and, you know, God knows what else could go wrong in a hormonal teenage male. <laughs> but even he, he had some, he had some issues on my end. The pandemic coming out of the pandemic hasn't helped. Yeah. So they, you know, I even, I feel sorry for my daughter because she lost a lot of, even my sons, they all lost a lot of human interaction other than my ugly mug and, you know, my lovely wife uh, in talking to, talking to them and they didn't have any interaction with the kids their own age. Yeah. I mean, I kind of let my, uh, my, boys mask up masked up obviously during that time it's like go out in the neighborhood wear your mask and go play yeah. <laughs> get out of the house uh and i think i've talked to you this about before where i, I sent my uh, my daughter to my sisters just for a change of scenery mm -hmm. um but you know and then this poor kid is going through all this and again it's none of my business so i'm not gonna you know speculate on what's going on but that's kind of some of the driving force of me going back after psychology. And of course my coworkers look at me, it's like, so you're going to self-diagnose yourself. I'm like, no, but nice try. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I just, that's the problem I see is, you know, people can blame the guns all they want, but the guns aren't going to shoot themselves. Right. And a car is not going to drive itself. Well, let me rephrase. 
until recently, most cars aren't going to drive themselves. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you can say what you want about artificial intelligence, but I mean, you know, we know that, that as you referred to, you know, self-driving vehicles are, are, you know, in, um, are in vogue and in, in the, the early stages of rolling out a, a, of some, um, I, I guess the jury's still out for me as to how effective they're going to be because, um, uh, you know, I think there's, there's a little thing called experience that, um, that I don't know that they're going to have every possible scenario that's, that's, that's been out there and, yeah, they can probably be really good, but, you know, um, I don't know how they're going to necessarily replace every person out there that drives a vehicle for a living. But even, even in those cases, I mean, you know, do you think that, you know, artificial intelligence, I mean, we're getting into like Terminator stuff here now, so I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. go, go too far on that. But I mean, you know, it, it just seems to be... <clears throat> pretty illogical that um that uh um people are so willing to give up a freedom or or to suggest to give up a freedom and yet um you know they they refuse to ask themselves the hard questions i mean you know are there are there going to be no more mental patients or or mental health issues um if everybody gives up a gun I don't. I don't think anybody believes that. Well, then, what else? What What can happen next? If, and I'm not suggesting that you know a few, you know, a few mass shootings is the price we pay for having a Second Amendment. It's not. I I think that that we, I think we could do a much better job in this country of trying to identify people at risk. Yes, regards to mental health. And whether it's people like yourself that are that are getting ready to go out there and and maybe try and you know in your own community try to um, try to identify people at risk, but then it becomes well you know the way our judicial system is set up right now a red flag law is is unconstitutional would never pass the smell test Mm-mm. and you know the see something say something crowd would would you know, would have to say, well, you know, how come we can't, we can't put little Johnny off the street before he goes in and shoots up a place. The problem is, is that like in the case of this fellow down on, down in Uvalde, there's nothing on his, nothing on his record that, uh, that suggested he was a, he was a threat. So if, if nothing's in the Nick's database, you know, there's no reason to not, uh, not allow him to, purchase a legal uh, a legal weapon a well weapon actually i don't know did you catch the article i uh, just based on what i read but you mentioned plucking a kid off the street well they actually arrested a 10 year old in florida for a fake mass ah. shooting threat i i saw that wasn't he like going <laughs> something like well, that yeah or was, well, he, was yeah. he carrying a, a toy pistol or a toy gun? I don't know. I just, I did, the thing you mentioned about plugging somebody off the, made a fake threat. Now he's experiencing real consequences. Well, well, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's exactly what I say. Good. And the parents have to deal with that. 
Yeah. And that's, and, and frankly, that's where a lot of this is. I think a lot of this is stemming from because we have a lot of, you know, absent parents, whether they're, you know, in the home, not in the home, but you know, there's, there's lots of things that are not being prioritized, uh, you know, in, in our society these days and the family unit and the family dynamic is, I, I think it's not being prioritized correctly. Well, yeah. And what um, was it? The, I think my wife mentioned something that her co-teacher after, right after the Uvalde shooting, if I remember correctly, she brought home a story where her co-teacher damn near ripped the kid's head off for taking a crutch or something along the lines and making it kind of a, a shooting gesture. And he, the teacher kind of took him like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you're yeah. not going to do this crap. I mean, paraphrasing, I can't remember exactly what my wife said, but it was like, and the kid was like, Oh shit. I, they don't, they don't register the, the what's going on. I'm like, you need to pay attention. Well, and, and, you know, scary you know you talk about school resources school resource officers being pulled away because they're scary well i mean frankly there should be some hard discussions maybe in schools or certainly at home uh regarding you know you know really scary stuff in this world and and you know you I mean, we'd all, we would all like to have the utopia that we feel that, uh, you know, living in this country of ours affords us. But um, a lot of things have changed since the 1950s, 60s, oh, yeah. 70s. I can tell you this. I mean, I went to school in a suburb of, of North Dallas. And, um, you know, I'm one of those kids that uh, I distinctly remember kids coming to come to school and pick up trucks and having yeah. shotguns in their in their gun racks yeah not on the window yeah yeah they, and it wasn't that bad i had a few country country guys that were yeah along those lines but because we live in california they, were, they weren't allowed to yeah but yeah i i don't know i i don't know what the answer is and i don't know too many people who do i you know I know it's unrealistic, but arming teachers isn't going to be the solution because it's one thing to train an individual, be a teacher, non-teacher, child, whatever it is, how to use a gun. But you got to have the you got to have the ability to use it, not just the knowledge. And yeah. there are some teachers out there, even my wife mentioned, there are some teachers out there that w- if they were told they have to arm up, they would quit. And well, it limbs power to them. There's, there's, I think about 325 school districts in the state of Texas. Two thirds of them allow teachers to, to carry. Nice, uh, but they have to, they have to pass a gun safety test, and they have to, they have to have, you know, their ducks in a row, and I guess a psych evaluation is part of it, probably. Yes, but you know, I guess the the part of it that, you know, I know would be a real struggle is to turn off that switch in their head that says, you know, these are kids that I love. I I mean, you know, every teacher loves their kids. I mean, I I truly believe that. I mean, your, my, your wife may disagree, but I think (laughs) in some, I I can get her input. if you Even, even in, in moments of, of frustration, I, I don't think anybody gets, gets into the teaching profession for money. I think that's, think it's a calling. I think they love their kids. I, I, I hesitate 
you know, simply because the teachers I know, I just can't imagine them, even in a scenario where, you know, there might be a life and death decision. I don't think they could bring it themselves in their heart of hearts to raise a weapon against one of their students. And, you know, that becomes, that becomes problematic in a, in a situation where if you're going to take out school resource officers and not harden schools, I mean, what are you going to do? Well, it just, I just, I don't want to see anybody shot and killed, but I, I think one of our first shows was mentioned was the uh, Andy Lopez, 14 year old Karen, a fake AK 47 around and a military sheriff deputy, former military sheriff deputy and shot and killed him. Yeah. Now, thinking in from a military aspect is and i've never served but somebody who's been in the military knows the capability of what that weapon can do yeah and he's got a split second decision and you know reading through all the monday morning quarterbacking is the kid actually lasered the deputy with the gun yeah i'm like uh and i don't blame the deputy one bit there are some people think that the deputy should have said drop the gun and going yeah, uh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it yeah, just isn't. And it sucks. And, and I don't want to see any kid be you know killed by a, a, a deputy I, I, but or a law enforcement in general. But unfortunately, a 10-year-old can pull a trigger and can aim. Yep. It's just the reality, especially in a, in a state like Dallas or, or you know somewhere there's a, a lot of hunting for you know for food and for sport and whatever ages range is anywhere from you know the if basically you pick up a gun you can go hunting i mean that's kind of how you look at it um well i i i have to say i i I disagree with the um you know the some one thing i disagree with is um you know it's always been it's always been up to a certain certain point uh, recent until recently that you had to take a gun safety class and re- and not register yourself, but you had to pass a gun safety course to legally carry. Now it's like, you know, constitutional carry here in Texas. I mean, you're basically, you know, you're, you can go buy one legally and, you know, stick it under your shirt or in your waistband or whatever. And, you know, there you go. You never know who's who's in the room with you that could be carrying and who's not. And, you know, that's and that's kind of the that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, I also, you know, I got a kick out of uh, out of well, not a kick, but I mean, I just it just kind of it kind of spurred me to do a little bit more research when I kept hearing. How come how come they sell an 18 year old uh, an assault weapon or whatever? And and you know, it's an AR-15. Those, the, mm-hmm. It's it's a semi-automatic. I mean, you know this, and I know this. Yes. But um, did you did you know that it's been legal since 1968 for an 18-year-old to purchase a a, a long gun? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the Gun Control Act of 1968, signed into law by LBJ. And, you know, it, uh, and it was actually in the works since 1965. But, um, you know, it took them that long to get it signed into law. And yeah, that's what I mean, it also, also stated. Handguns can only be purchased by 21 and above. So, I, you know, I'm not sure what they, what, what people want um, in perfection. Regards, <laughs> yeah. A, a utopia that doesn't exist. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I know in California, they just, I think it was California. Let me do a quick Google search. Oops. Well, I know New York just had a, a, a new, uh, a new round of gun laws just past the end of this week. Um, and you know, as I, as I see my, my youngest son today and knowing he's probably going to end back, end up back up in New York or New York city, uh, you know, at some point, um, yeah, they're really, they, they really hold, you know, their citizens hostage. If you want to be legal, it's, it's, you know, they're, it's, it's just really, um, it's just really stupid restrict restrictive at this point. Well, yeah. And then California, a federal appeals court just struck down a California law prohibiting sales of semi-automatic firearms to anyone under 21's, 21 years of age. And, and I think it's rifles. They don't list it in the article, but I think it was, they said it was unconstitutional to restrict the purchase of rifles yeah. for 18 to 20. Yeah, there it is. So the city not affect necessarily requires adults over 18, but under 21 years of age have a valid hunting license to purchase rifles or shotguns. So they have to have a, a valid hunting license to do that. But see, I could, I could say that the gun control act in 1968 has no caveat for hunting license. I mean, it just says full stop 18 years old. Um, yeah. You can buy a long gun, a shotgun or a rifle. You know, well, uh, when was the last it, just if I you can choose not to answer. I know the last time I went to purchase a handgun mm -hmm. there were, or no, actually it was my shotgun. There was one line on the form about have you ever been adjudicated a mental health, ha like, have any mental health issues? I'm, looking, I'm like, you need more than just one line. So I don't know what it is in Texas, but it's like it, it gets back to the mental health issue going there's the problem you need to ask more questions and unfortunately you're kind of tiptoeing across the line of hipaa in california at least well where yeah there's that. that's a medical issue again um you know i think there are um you know and to answer your first question um it's probably been uh probably been a year and a half since i bought my last my last gun um, I had to fill out the ATF 4473. Um, I don't recall, and I don't recall anything other than self-reporting a, you know, you know, have you had a felonies? Have you had any, right? You know, mental health incidents or whatever. Um, but the but the problem I see is that you know, um, if if there's no uh, if there's no ability to um, to utilize other systems where that where that information can be verified. I mean, I don't I don't know what the NICS database is pulling from. You know, I it's, don't either. You know, it's like I I you know I've never had anything come up, so it's like you know. Well, I, I it, it's kind of if you want to <laughs> back in nine in nine eleven. Back in 2001, I had not gone. That's one of the driving because maybe become a cop back then was after going to the police academy that there's it feels like there's a sense of secret uh, secretivity. If that's a word 
secrecy. That's the word I was looking for. There's a sense of secrecy between, you know, the FBI, the CIA, the alphabet soup call our federal government, that none of the systems communicate with each other and get back to 9-11. That was one of the biggest problems of 9-11 is fire couldn't communicate with law enforcement. Law enforcement couldn't get, they, <laughs> nobody could communicate across the radio system because they weren't compatible. And I'm going at this going, you figure your agencies would in the same city would have a way of getting hold of each other. Cause like up, up here, I know if I'm not mistaken, all of our dispatch go, you call one dispatch and they can immediately transfer. Like it happened with my mom. I'm down in Oakland. I try to call an Oakland 911. I'm like, Hey, please wait. Our circuits, all circuits are busy. I'm going, ah, screw it. So I called the direct line to Santa Rosa PD dispatch and go, Hey, I need medical over here now. So they immediately transfer it over to medical dispatch. They're all connect. You know, all, so they're all in the same kind of building and they can all communicate. Yeah. But that's one of the issues with, I think that's what's going on. And I would love your system. Like what you are referring to is, you know, they, the minute you go through a background check, every system federally, locally, <laughs> You know, uh, you know, stately, you need to have that communication going because let's just use a scenario. You may be mentally unable to carry a gun at the federal level, may not necessarily get communicated down to the local level. Yeah. So it, it drops, the, it you know, slips through the cracks. I don't know that for as a fact. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'll probably come up with in my studies when I actually get to that point, but. Uh, that's that's you're exactly exactly right there's no way for somebody that buys a gun in california to be checked at least not that i know of not to be it can't is not checked against something federally yeah but i've been cleared by the fbi you know fingerprint wise i don't i've lost track of how many times but you know because like a couple jobs i had doing security i was care uh, licensed to carry you know a a non-concealed weapon so i had to go through fingerprints i had to go through federal that whole nine yards. See so. the um, see the interesting thing is I, I just have to look up on healthyhumanservices.gov for HIPAA, and I'm just sort of trying to look and and see what the um, what the law says about what information can be disclosed, and it's like. It's there's a section that says public interest and benefit activities, and they say it, the privacy rule permits use and disclosure of protected health information without an individual's authorization or permission for 12 national priority purposes. Um, and one of them is for law enforcement purposes. Um, yeah, next, see, that's this is next, yeah, but then the other part of it is uh, that that that's extremely nebulous. It's serious uh, threat to health or safety. Covered entities may disclose protected health information that they believe is necessary to prevent or lessen a serious and imminent threat to a person or the public. Yeah. But such disclosures made to someone they believe can prevent or lessen the threat, including the targeted threat. And they can also disclose to law enforcement if the information is needed to identify or apprehend an escapee or violent criminal. So, 
you know, that, that first sentence seems to be sufficiently broad, but then again, it's, I, I'm not sure if it's been tested seriously in, in court, um, which I think it probably needs to be done. Um, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's again, a red flag law. A lot of people find a lot of comfort in that sort of thing. I just, I just think it's, it's just like everything else. The devil's in the details yeah. and it's going to take probably well past your lifetime, my lifetime, probably maybe even our kids' lifetimes for them to get to a point where they can get a, a sufficiently narrow version that says, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be how we, we do this. And, you know, in democracy, you know, we can all say it, uh, you know, it's it's maybe the best system on earth, but on earth, but it's not the most uh, speedy process no. either. Well, I mean, I also had an issue and you know, got in an argument. Well, not argument, discussion with my wife, where about I felt that my job asking for my vaccination status was a violation of HIPAA. Because I didn't think they need to, if I was vaccinated or not, I don't think they needed to know. Yeah. But they, there was some way they got around it where, you know, yes, for the greater good of the society, we need to know. But yet what kills me, and I asked point blank, asked my HR this one question, I going, what percentage of is getting effect. Well, I can't, I can't release that information. I didn't ask who I asked what percentage. And he said, well, I can't release that because of HIPAA. I'm going, what's violating HIPAA by giving me a percentage number. Yep. <laughs> I, I didn't think there was a violation there, but under, I understand from the HR things like, well, we can't release that because people can do math. I'm going, Yes, people can do math. That still doesn't give, give the person of who has gotten the infection. Go figure. So, well, if you're interested, I can actually send you uh, the Office of uh, Civil Rights for uh, Health and Human Services. They've actually issued guidance on HIPAA COVID nineteen vaccinations in the workplace. That was on September thirtieth of last year. I mean, if you have a real burning desire, I'll send it I, to you yeah, because it's probably a lot, a lot more than I want to even try to discuss. But, um, but it's like, uh, I will say that uh, the guidance reminds the public that the HIPAA privacy rule does not apply to employers or employment records. It only applies to HIPAA covered entities, which are health plans, healthcare clearinghouses, and healthcare providers that can conduct standard electronic transactions and in some cases to their business associates so technically ocr says yeah your employer can ask for that and expect an answer yeah no i know i get the I, trust me i get all that i just like my own thought was yes they can't ask but i just didn't think they needed to have that but what do i know oh, i get it i get it <laughs> but i mean you know uh, again if if the they have the right to ask. What's to say they're not trying to check on some database that shows you're vaccinated or not? Yeah. I mean, that kind of makes me feel like, well, you know, maybe they're not keeping real robust records of that either. Who knows? I just, 
and it, it, what is I honestly I didn't care if they had the had the information, but you know it. I think the biggest problem with the whole COVID thing is the employers didn't have all the information, and out of abundance of caution, they went to like complete left instead of like can we get back to the middle? Yeah. So, but I I don't know that that. I don't know what the answer is, but I getting unfortunately that tragedy kind of rang a bunch of bells this, you know, my whole week. So kind of looking at the kids, right? You know, my kids as they're getting out of school and, you know, I'm thinking I'm on vacation the whole last week. I'm going just playing roles in my head. It's like, what the hell would I do? Uh, yeah. My my <clears throat> wife would smack me upside my head if I you know strapped up and went down there. But then I have a little more common sense than that. So. Well, I mean, it's it's um, it's what would any of us do? I mean, yeah, you know, again, if I if if I was the the guy that encountered people standing down and yet knew that you know for whatever reason I had access to somebody I loved that was either calling me or or, or calling nine one one, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd probably be they'd probably oh. write them up me today. Yeah, because well, that, that that wouldn't play with me. Oh, I just got the I just got the email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and I, I I also the basically I guess the border patrol guy that actually rushed in pretty much told the other police the law enforcement agents go pound sand. I'm going in, deal with it. Yeah, yeah, and glad he did. But I I, I don't. Well, there's there's another there's another thing that you're. You're probably well. I don't know if you're you're realizing this or not. Maybe maybe you've already heard this, but there's really no, um, and it's been it's been taken to the Supreme Court a couple of times. There's no obligation for law enforcement to protect anyone Mm-mm. unless they are in custody. So no, people in jail have a right to expect protection from the police. In the case of a riot or violence or whatever, yeah. But there's there's nothing that's obligating law enforcement, and and I thought I had heard that before, but when I when I heard it again, well, that to me says you know when seconds count and police are yeah. away, you know that's that's the that's the crux of the thing. So and, I mean, and that's been an argument. That's been an argument for a lot of you know situations where. I'd have to look up the exact st- uh, statistics, but or st- statistics, <laughs> statistics, statistics, whatever it is. Sure. Um, where I think the average response time in a cr- in an emergency situation for Santa Rosa PD to get to the location is three minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at that, going, uh, okay, so. I mean, that's that you'll find across uh, across the board in most uh, cities. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see here. Oh, hey, Kaya. I'm aiming aiming behind me, babe. My daughter, my daughter decided to grace us with her presence. Hello. <laughs> oh, she he says hi, Kai. Just say hi. Anyway. Uh I'm just it doesn't give me 
I'm just looking at. Oh, there it is. Restock. Here's uh, from. I don't know what the priority criteria is, but Santa Rosa PD priority one calls, which are probably top of like emergency light sirens type of, you know, uh, calls six minutes and 48 seconds. Mm. Priority two calls are probably your, you know, get there as soon as you can safely. Yeah. 12 minutes. Wow. And then prior to three calls, which are probably crimes already had occurred, no injuries, no thing, go get there as soon as you can, 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and people are just, that's the thing a lot of people are arguing for as time counts. It's like these, I don't know how long the cops took to get to Uvalde. Uh, I'm sure it was in the article. I just uh, didn't get, didn't read it, but it was like, I look at six minutes to get to a priority one call. I'm going, yeah, I could be my, me and my family could be dead by the time you get your butts there with lights and sirens. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm not going down without a fight and everybody in my house, except for my boys actually know how to fire a gun. Well, like I say, the, the things that I'm, uh, uh, and just the training I've taken and, um, you know, the uh, the continued trading I expect to take. I mean, um, I'm not. Uh, oh gosh, um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not looking for a fight. I'm not. I'm not looking to engage anybody. But I mean, I'm going to protect me and mine. Yes. And my wife and I have a have a scenario planned out that. You know, if uh, if we're in the house and we hear somebody coming in, um, we don't care if they take TVs. We don't care if they take, uh, you know, anything that can be replaced. Yeah, all that can be replaced. They come up to the third floor. <laughs> they're uh, not leaving. You know, they're not leaving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because there, there, there's, you know, uh, and and seriously, you know, the summer of love after the George Floyd insta- incident here in Dallas. I mean, there was a lot of, there was a lot of rioting, not as much as some other cities, but enough that, you know, they boarded up most of downtown and, um, you know, people were, were made aware that, you know, Hey, it's dangerous out there. Don't get out there. And, you know, our neighborhood uh, next door and Facebook groups were saying, Hey, you know, there's rumors they're going to come, come through this neighborhood at this time and you know it's like i'm uh, you know again and that's when you really know that um if uh if you really think that there's going to be enough law enforcement everywhere to possibly tamp down things like that i mean if if you think there are in a city in a metro area like dallas of over 2 million people. I mean, it's just, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So it's like, again, you know, we, we have, we have our own, um, you know, one of us is going to be, is going to be locked and loaded and ready. Mm -hmm. And the other one is recording. (laughs) And uh, yeah, seriously. Absolutely. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. You seriously have um, to. So again, it, it, uh, you know, we both know how to shoot. So it, it really becomes, you know, somebody's dumb enough to come up there, and we're, we'll be warning them too. You know, so yeah. three three ways you're leaving my house, two yeah. of which you control, several of which you control. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
So, but I, I don't know. I, this whole, I, I just don't understand why they, everybody wants, or as politicians, you know, I haven't really sat down with my teenager about what they, they want to blame the object instead of the underlying issues. And, you know, mental health issue, it gets back to the same thing. Mental health is something that our politicians ignore. I, I'm looking at a uh, just a, something popped up on Yahoo. It says teens plea for uh, school mental health clinic denied. It's like when teenagers are, you know, are figuring out that there's a mental health issue. Yep. You might want to try and look in that direction. And that that's my like I said, that's kind of what I'm looking at is, you know, you got to be able to read read signs like I did with my daughter. You know, and kicked her out, but some parents may not see the signs. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm glad I did. I don't never had the you know. I just had the the police academy to kind of give me a general idea, and I just looking at behaviors in general, going something's not right. You know, so as an old instructor, an old instructor has he gave me a, an acronym JDLR. We're all looking in the class, going JD just doesn't look right. Yeah. So. <laughs> And it, that stuck with me. And, and that's kind of what I, how I kind of look at things through life. I'm like, something just isn't right. And I just, I, I just wish our, even our younger politicians that are my age and younger going, do you not see what's going on? You, you've got Congress members, you know, Bobert and that other blonde twit. That's, I can't remember her name. Uh, just spout off going, okay, you're going to drive me nuts. Yeah. So, well, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of folks that uh, that don't make it easy mm -mm. for um, for uh, uh, you know people to um, people to do so. Um, you know, it, you know, folks like that, and I think Marjorie Taylor Greene is maybe that was the one the other person you're thinking about. Um, you know, they're caricatures, they're, um, I, I think just like possibly the majority of, of, you know, progressives or whatever are somewhat, um, calm and collected, just like I think the majority of conservatives are calm and collected. It's, it's the, it's the outer fringes that, you know, it's, they're, they're the squeaky wheels they they get the noise and and it's like i i think that there's some uh, uh you know there's some uh um political consultant out there that seems to think that um this is what um this is what moves the needle in politics these days but what you're seeing is that um you know now the now it seems like the the uh uh the left has sort of caught on a little bit and now you have people bum rushing uh, press conferences with governors at it. I mean, first was the one in Uvalde with uh, with uh, Beto coming okay. after <laughs> Governor Ab Abbott, you know, and and uh, you know, and you saw that on TV. But then it's like uh, just last week, DeSantis was with uh, I think Dave Rubin or whatever. Um, somebody they were doing a they were doing a, a joint Q and A at some at some mm -hmm. venue 
and somebody just comes up shouting shouting them down and stuff and it's just like um they just want their they want their attention they want they want to inflame their their um their constituents um and i don't know i guess we'll see come november if it uh if it has any impact but um well i think i know i've just gone through midterms because we've got midterms on tuesday i think coming up oh really oh yeah. okay uh, gov- the governor and now but what was um, that I, I i well i mean i guess california could be on a different schedule i know that uh, a majority of the midterm elections um you know will happen in november but um but yeah anyways. i don't know what it was i know i know there was one vote for governor and it wasn't the recall one for california uh, we've got uh election for sh- the new sheriff uh, cause he, uh, the current, the current sheriff didn't, I think <laughs> he, I, I actually know him personally, but, um, uh, I think he realized that being the sheriff wasn't what it was cracked up to be. Um, and he's, he's stepping down he's been in law enforcement for geez, 30 years. Um, so, and then, so there, there, that was, a, that was on the ballot. You vote for governor was on the ballot. Um, I honestly do not know what I thought it was for midterms, but are midterms in November? Uh, perhaps. I don't know. Well, Cal, oh, I guess it was a primary hmm. for something. 2022 primary California election. Wow. Okay. I didn't think it was a primary. Hmm. Who knew? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I but I think people are finally kind of you know the the populace is finally, in my opinion, is finally waking up that these politicians do not have your best interests in mind. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of what we have to uh, convince ourselves. I mean, we're we are. Uh, we are uh, giving ourselves just uh, uh, giving a lot of people, um, <laughs> you know, with with no real, <laughs> no real, uh, no real. There's very few, if any, Mister Smiths in Washington these days. Mm-mm. Yeah, the old Jimmy Stewart uh, classic. Um, you know, everybody's beholden, and it's you know, especially when you see people, you know you know how they how they're magically able to become multi-millionaires and um, <laughs> you notice that too huh yeah well i mean nancy pelosi is a, a fairly easy target just simply because of and i know her her husband paul's a, a big a big um uh big investor or whatever um but you know it's just it's just you know there's there's just Again, I, I tell my kids all the time. I mean, I, I I wouldn't have wanted to grow up in in your era because with smartphones and cameras all over the place, it's like there's there's nothing to hide, and mm-hmm. particularly for those folks there. But they have they have such thick skin that it doesn't seem to bother them when they get caught in these in these positions, and you know, and when you can't. And I, I was listening to Joe Rogan a while back, and I want to say it's uh, 
uh, I, I forget the guest. He was a, um, he was a former, um, he was a former terrorist and, uh, Mossad, uh, anyway, I could, I could find out, but, but basically talked during his interview about, uh, some website that somebody called the Pelosi tracker. And basically (laughs) they just tracked her stock trades. Oh yeah. And it was like, it was like, you know, you go and, uh, you go and open a, open a Schwab account with 10,000 bucks. I mean, pretty soon you'd be in six figures if you, if you had the, uh, had the ability to, uh, you know, roll things into the trades that she, uh, that she, um, she had done over the, over the last few years. And then of course it got found out and I guess they took it down because it was a security risk to her, I guess. And, you can only you can only imagine if it really was or just you know they don't like the limelight in that case. I, I'm still waiting to hear the fallout for her for her husband. He got arrested for DUI. I saw that. <laughs> like, I saw that. Uh, what makes you think that's actually going to stick? Um, well, here's the thing. I mean, you know, how does it, how do? Okay, he's an investor, but I mean, how does somebody you know who's a congressperson? How does somebody end up owning a vineyard in Napa? I mean, you know, that's just, it just, it just uh, well, she's uh, from California. Well, I understand, but I mean, I, I don't I, know. Easy way to launder money. I don't know. Uh, well, it's obvious he's made a lot of money. It's just, again, you know, there's, there's so many things to unpack. And, um, yeah, they live in a different world than you and I. And I think anybody who thinks that they're the ones that they should be, um, like you said, I mean, anybody that thinks that any politician has your best interests in in mind are, you know, you don't have you don't have the life experience to be telling me about about what I should or shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I mean, that, that just comes that just comes when you get to look look beautiful like us, Mike. You know? Yeah, I just shaved my head. Thank you. Yeah, that looks good. Nice shine. I got a, I got a little bit of five o'clock shadow of mine, but you know, you're and I and I managed well. to do it without cutting my scalp. Thank you. Oh, really? But, yeah, my wife was actually not here. I just got the clippers. Went. It's so much cheaper. I think I used to. I remember as a kid and in into my early teen or you know late teens, early twenties, I would go see Dave the barber, and literally that was what his name was. Yeah. And a haircut to get my haircut the way it was was five bucks. Mm-hmm. I go to Great Clips, and it's twenty two. I'm going. Yeah, no, sorry, I'm getting a pair of clippers. It's that's, that's kind of where I was at a few years ago. I mean, um, you know, I, I I I know my ex. I never really asked about it or whatever. But when I started dating my now wife, I um, I think I, I think I just said, I, I told her I was going to get a haircut and I had the cul-de-sac going. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they Not it. quite there. Well, yeah, I was, I was. And, and, you know, I had, I had a little, I had a little tuft right here and a little bit on top. And it's like, I go, you know, I've thought for a long time, I'd just shave it. She goes, yeah, go ahead, shave it. It's like, yeah. well, what if I don't like it? Well, we'll wait grow back. We'll grow back. <laughs> nice <laughs> so, thing about hair. Yeah, I, well, found I think it. I just needed the needed the push off the cliff, and now it's like, man, I ain't ever going back. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's so much nicer. I try. I'm, my both my sons are heaters, 
and they f- they both had mullets and my wife finally convinced them thank god to actually cut <laughs> their hair shorter but they still got long hair um and one of my sons is real self-conscious because when he was when he was a less than a year old he kept on laying on a on a, the, his head on the side and it deformed it and nothing he hasn't nothing's gone he's no learning disabilities no nothing it just sure. he doesn't have a you know Nice, wonderful egg-shaped head like me. <laughs> hey, no laughing. <laughs> I heard that snicker. <laughs> and so she's anyway. probably going to. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he he doesn't like the shape of his head. Well, okay. No, that's fine. I'm just you have to deal with the heat. I mean, I'm just I know it's it's already muggy here. I mean, we're talking. Right now, it's like 70 degrees and muggy as can be. Wow. I mean, it actually sounds kind of pleasant to me. It's it's 81 degrees here at 10 o'clock at night. Pretty yeah, soon, let's see. 80 degrees, you know, is going to be 65, actually. Yeah. So, but I just, I can't stand the heat, especially working in the atmosphere I do. I Like, yeah, having hair just doesn't work when you're, and it's like 5 to 10 degrees hotter in the boom because you're going up so yeah i don't like uh being warm there you go but yeah i mean we're going into summer which is going to be probably in the triple digits and me and my partner co-worker we're literally going okay it gets above like 95 we're done (laughs) yeah shut it down we are just going to button it up. I'll go through the sweat trial and then I will sit in an air conditioned truck for the next hour as far as I care. Mm. But yeah, if it gets that high, it just, it just gets to a point now where you're going to get yourself is going to be up there and, you know, triple digits. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of just shut it down, but anything below like 90 we're well, I'll work through it, but. But anyway, yeah, so there it is there. You know, I told you about the, the, four le- the four-legged feline <laughs> that we picked up. I still want my dog. But, yeah, we fell in love with this, you know, the kitty. And the kitty is literally attached to herself to me, the person that's yeah. not a big fan of cats. Yeah, that's, that's ironic. Yeah, isn't it? It's I'm, like, literally, sl- I'm uh, literally sleeping in bed, you know, laying in bed. And where's the cat? Right at my feet. Like, huh? Of course, yeah. my daughter and my wife are making fun of me to no end. I'm right. like, thanks, guys. But now, I, I, it's nice having a pet around the house. You know, right sure. now she's probably sitting, getting pampered. Um, so, but it was a, it was a not a rescue per se. She was a. We went into, I think it was, was it PetSmart? I think it was PetSmart, and we've been looking in there every once in a while, and there was uh couple of kittens this cat was literally hiding under her bed about a year and a half and then there was another orange tabby that somebody cut her tail off so it's got little bob i'm going why that's a shame yeah uh and i just like and then this one just you know she's content getting pet and you know meows when she wants to get fed but you know it's nice having the kind of a you know, another presence in the house that can be psychotic like the rest of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're having a lot of fun with our 
our third dog. It's, uh, it's been, uh, you know, about two months since we've had a, um, since we've had our new addition. And, uh, I think I probably told you about her. She's a little, uh, Karen Terrier mix and, and, uh, came, came to us as a uh, foster for a rescue we work with. And this, this dog was a, uh, I mean, pathetic, pathetic. Oh, didn't mess. you say he had, that dog had mange or something like that? Yeah. Well, wow. it, it, I mean, it, it, it didn't have the mange, but it had the after effects. So, I mean, that first week I gave her three medicated baths and then wow. it's like, and that was between Sunday and the following Friday. And then the next day I was supposed to take her out to um, her adoptive family and, uh, you know, I, I think I say, I, I like to keep all the dogs, but you know, I don't have a place to do it, of course. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, I packed all her stuff up. I have a little go bag for my dogs. So I packed a little go bag for this one and carried the go bag one arm and her in the other and I come downstairs and I, I, my wife's on the couch and I go, well, you know, I got to leave. I'm going to meet that family by, by the time we talked about. So you better say goodbye to the dog. Tears just start coming down. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I said, uh, okay, what do I, I guess do we're here? keeping it? Um, well, not necessarily. I said, well, we did say we would adopt, we would bring it to this, this family to adopt. It's like, do you want me to call them and say, you've had a change of heart? No, no, I'll do it. Thankfully she left me off the hook. I'm terrible in those situations. <laughs> Even though I've never met the person before, I feel like, oh man, I'd, I'd be like, dang. I mean, I committed something to you, but she uh, she handled it, and she's she's over it, and the dog is amazing. But oh, cool, you know, she kind of wreaks havoc havoc on my dog and Holly's old dog. But you know, it's just uh, you know, it's cool having her around. She's she's like oh, yeah. a breath of fresh air. Well, any <laughs> you know, I. I... My daughter keeps on giving me a ration of crap all the time. I was like, I thought you didn't like cats. Okay. There's a difference. I wasn't a big fan of cats as mine. Anybody else's? Yeah. You know, if I wanted your opinion, I'd tell it to you. Yeah. Of course, that was my daughter piping up, waiting for her to come in. Yeah. Live camera, kiddo. Just remember. <laughs> so no I, I i don't mind cats i have just had i, I think it stems it stemmed a lot from my mother where she didn't like cats i never never got why and i i don't think she ever explained to me why she didn't like cats I, I don't know what it is i i, I she could have been superstitious about cats i know something came up uh one of my classmates in a class I took a few years ago gave me a peacock feather. Not knowing I brought it home and I'm like, get that thing out of the house. I'm looking at my mother going, why? And she was superstitious about peacock feathers. I'm going kind of thing racking my brain. I'm like, what do peacock feathers? And I guess they have a death kind of, thing not knowing right <laughs> i didn't know i think they're a beautiful feather go figure um but i you know the cat i'm glad we've got the cat i still want my dog uh 
you know, they, the dogs are so much more fun. But yeah. then again, we play with the cat with these little things you'd, you know, fish around with her and she kind of grabs it and going, okay. Yeah. She's definitely a nocturnal. Well, let, me, let me just say, I, I bet you I could Google Santa Rosa dog rescue and, you know, probably find you a, probably three or four uh, rescues that you could uh, check out if you're really interested. Yeah. Let me get through the cat first. You know, <laughs> I've already got, I, I've already got like one scar because I, I picked her up and not knowing her mannerisms so we only got her tuesday last tuesday so tuesday will be a full week and uh-huh. i picked her up and i literally she was she was meowing and i'm she got caught on my shirt i'm literally trying to you know get her off so she didn't hurt herself and then she just you know, literally put a three inch claw mark on my leg <laughs> like all right teach me to wear shorts <laughs> so but you know i'm glad we got her uh you know she's been there for a week and i when i hear they've been there for a week my my mind goes immediately to euthanasia mm-hmm. when you've got a year old cat that has been spayed you know already had her kittens we don't know where how long ago but she's going to the vet on the 14th so we're going to get a, a you know at least a decent uh examination for that yeah. but uh the kids have taken to her Except for one, he's still a little leery. Uh, he, for whatever reason, he didn't want to have an a pet that would die soon. I'm like, you do realize cats can last about 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> you will probably be long out of this house before that cat dies. Dogs are a little bit different. They last maybe seven years if you're on a good on a good breed. So you take care of him the last, but he, so he's, he's warming up to her. Um, they've yeah. all, all the kids got us assignments. Like, yeah, one does the grooming, one does the, you know, feeding and watering. And the other one cleans out the, oh, excuse me, cleans out the uh, kitty litter. So, but you know, as long as they, as long as they take care of the cat, we're good. I might me with the dog. Everybody wanted the cat, not the dog. I'm like the one with the one of the dog. I'm like, and guess who gets to go take care of him when we get the dog? <laughs> yeah. Good thing I'm up at 4 a.m. every day so I can take the dog out. There you go. <laughs> but uh, no, it's actually nice to have it really. It, it, the, this house has been without a pet. Oh, God, I was. I think just about my mid-teens when we've put our last dog down. So we're talking over 30 years ago that this house hadn't had a pet. Meanwhile, my sisters had like five of them. Wow. Well, she's had uh, cats and a couple of dogs, and but the dogs, obviously, over time, they just, you put them down because they're just, it's it's more humane to put them down than keep them suffering. So Right. But I'm glad that my thing is the kids need an experience to have a pet cat, dog or whatever. So, mm-hmm. but that's a good thing, but <laughs> I don't know. It's been a, it's been a couple months. Anything else that's popped up or not a couple months ago. No, it's been about a month. Yeah. I mean, I, I hit the high points at the very, yeah. Very first. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a, uh, um, like I say, it's just been kind of one thing after the other, and hopefully we're, you know, hopefully we're we're kind of kind of out for at least bad stuff uh, going away, and we're you know 
Cool. I'm kind of looking forward to, you know, uh, finding something that, uh, you know, I guess if God's going to take us down to College Station, he'll he'll turn us on to a good place for us. And we'll, we'll That's why I was going to ask if you had anything down there, but uh, there, weren't Hard, you talking about a, a timeshare or something like that you had or something? Yeah, no, no, you, no, we wouldn't buy a timeshare down there. But um, there's, I mean, property values are going up there, but they're still a lot more reasonable down there than they are here. If you know, kind of our big thing is we're both tired of the stairs. We're tired of doing <laughs> two sets of stairs multiple times every day. And it's just a, um, you know, it's a beating on, on me with oh, my yeah. knees and stuff. Um, so, I mean, and, and, you know, she wants to get down closer dad. I get it. You know, um, maybe if my mom knew how I was, I might be more inclined to stay here, but you know, Again, it's, uh, I, 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 and I'm just, I don't know. I haven't lived anywhere different for almost 30 years. So, oh, more than that. What am I talking about? 35. Yeah, no, I've been in this house for 40 years. So, and yes, I definitely yeah. am starting to feel the stairs because there's two sets in this yeah. house. Yep, yep, yep. So we just want a one-story ranch with, you know, I mean, I could, I could easily live in a in a master plan community as long as I had a pool and workout yeah. center and stuff like that. Um, you know, there are there are varying levels of that, and you know, she wants a pool too, so maybe we'll just put one in. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, but, we we had an above ground one for years. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, like so. Like I said, I I am just kind of kind of the. Uh, um, I just, you know, there, there's a comfort level that you get from being someplace for a long time. But then the realization is, well, you know, kids are going to be scattered kind of off, uh, off, you know, here and there, you know. Um, and then if one does happen to come back to Dallas, I don't think both of them would, but I think one might end up back in Dallas. I mean, it's a three hour rent. It's a three hour drive you know yeah i mean tops and you know they are building they they have plans or a you know a a plan in place to build a high-speed rail line between dallas and houston with a a one stop in college station why because the project managers are aggies and so they're there you go in college station but i i mean i love train travel when i was in japan I, and it's kind of like the bullet train so that'd be like a a 40 minute ride oh yeah so, well, that's, they've they've done that here too they um they just the smart train out here they've actually started adding more the ridership has gone up so they started adding more stops or not yeah. more stops more uh trips yeah um and they've got they've got a train track going up. That's a half hour. A city called Cloverdale. That's about a half hour. You know, on a good day, uh, north of me. All the other cities that are in between there, they've got. So they the only problem is every once in a while they try to put a ballot measure ask for for more money. I'm going. We've got giving you all this money. What are you doing with it? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, are you know. Are your fees not, you know, high enough for the ridership? Uh, you know, stuff like that. That's the stuff they need to kind of look at going. You're coming back at us for more money. What's going on? You know. So 
but uh, that's a thing that I haven't I, I haven't been on a train in decades. Uh, but if I if I were to the type of person I would commute to, like, say, San Francisco or something like that and take the, you know, take the ferry down the, or take the train to Larkspur and then jet over across the bay to San Francisco. OK, but I'm not dumb enough to get a job in San Francisco. Um, <laughs> yeah, not a uh, not a fun place to uh, go work every day. Yeah. So, no, it's funny you talk about trains and stuff. My uh, my youngest, he's he's finishing up his graduate school at uh, at Ole Miss, and um, he's he's already graduated, but he has to pass two more classes. So go figure. They 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 don't want to do more than one graduation ceremony there every year. So um, he's already walked across the stage, so he's got to get it done. But he's uh, he's going to be home kind of at the end of July. And then on August 2nd, he flies up to Chicago. He's getting on the um, on the Amtrak Zephyr, I think is what it's called. But it's yeah. the uh, it's a train that goes from Chicago to San Francisco through Denver, Salt Lake, and up oh, through yeah. the Rockies. You're probably but, on there for about a week. Uh, three. To, it's a it's a 52 hour uh, total oh. total drive. <laughs> Sorry, one of my sons was asking. No a question. Hey, how you doing, bud? Uh, yeah, he's he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's the one that hasn't got quite used cool. to the cat I mean, yet, huh? He's the one that hasn't got used to the cat quite yet. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that, that would be a fun trip that to go all through there. I think my sister did that with one of my nephews when yeah. they did that whole trip, and then in August they're going back up to Alaska for a cruise. And you know what I? I did everything I could to sort of hint, hint that I would like to go and I'd probably pay for both of us. And he, he gave me the Heisman. So it's like, I think he just wants to do this on his own. I mean, More power to him. yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, we had dinner tonight and was asking questions about it and he's stoked for it. I think he just, I think he, I think he likes every once in a while, just sort of, you know, chilling and meditating and stuff. And, um, you know, this is a, this is something that he can kind of, you know, see a part of the country that, that, you know, we haven't really done as a, as a family or whatever, and probably would never, never would anyway, when we're all together. And so, I mean, he wants to do it and let him, you know, he's, he's pretty adventurous. I mean, just got back from London uh, about, about two weeks ago for, he was on a two week trip over there and um, he had been in New York city January through the end of April. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's, it's fun to see the adventures he's doing. And, you know, of course now it's like, I, I, yeah, I think I told you I'd taken the airport. Well, right after we got back from dinner, he got a notification from Southwest airlines that his flight, he has to fly to Memphis, but they were going to take him down to Houston and then he'd have to catch a plane up to Memphis, and then he drives from Memphis to to uh, Oxford. Well, there was a delay uh, in his flight leaving from from Love Field in Dallas, and um, he he calculated it out the the time that his um, time that his flight was due to leave from Houston was about 10 minutes after the now delayed flight from Dallas was supposed to land there. Uh-huh. So it's like, they probably passing each other on taxiway. So he decided, no, nah, I don't really want to spend the night in Houston in the airport or 
try to drive out to anyway. So he, so I took him at DFW because he bought a, a one-way ticket to Memphis and um, got the last seat on the plane, but it was, it was cool. I was able to kind of have about 45 minutes in the car, just kind of one-on-one. And he tells me, you know, he's, he's, he, he told me two things. One, he's getting a hard sell from people at Ole Miss about getting into the PhD accounting program. It's like, I can't think of a more boring thing to do, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> you know, he's, he's got an act for it. So he's, he's, he said, I said, you're not seriously thinking about this. Are you just, oh, no, well, not right now. I mean, but you know, nothing to say I couldn't come back after, two, three years and, you know, investigate it if I wanted to do it. That's it. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. I guess you're right. I mean, well, <laughs> but, you look you know, at me. but, but then he goes, but you know, dad, I've always kind of had it in the back of my head. I want to go to law school. I go, really? I mean, and I know I've heard that before, but I just hadn't heard it recently. So it's like, I said, you know, I mean, whatever you do, you know, I would suggest if you, if you've got these, these things, in your in your mind that you want to pursue or explore you know do it when it's just you i mean boy if you if you happen to get married and stuff trying to do this stuff you know after after all that stuff happens it gets it gets exponentially more difficult to do oh yeah well, I, that's a that's the thing i'm going back I, like i've already got a you know liberal arts degree and a degree in criminal justice and i'm like well, the cop thing at my age is probably not going to happen. Yeah. So, um, which is fine. I'm I'm okay with that. I, you know, I still think that they're a little too picky, but excuse me a second. Nathan, turn it down, please. Uh, <laughs> him and his iPad. Um, but, you know, and the main, what kind of was my driving factor was the interest in psychology and I want to go to SSU and get a, a bachelor's because there's only in my immediate family, there's nobody that has a four-year degree. Yeah. So that's my two brothers, my sister, myself. My parents didn't have it. They had my, I don't think my dad had a two-year. So my sister, she went to the Air Force, you know, and she has her two-year degree. I've got the two of them. My brother-in-law's got a four-year. My wife's got a four-year. I think, no, my wife, my brother-in-law's got a master's. Um, but I, you know, it's a goal. And with the other local school here, Sonoma State University, I'm like, you don't have this requirement for that. I'm going, what? Hmm. Looking at this, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. So I finally, I look at it. I needed a critical thinking class. I'm going, yeah, critical thinking. I yeah. don't even want to go there. Um, and then like, what the hell, try psychology just to kind of see what it was like. And it was actually, a, it was actually a fun class that, teacher was not the teacher was the teacher was good both teachers were good she the psychology teacher wasn't the type of person that you know was all high and mighty because she has a phd after her name yeah <laughs> one of one of the uh one of the um i think my wife's hadn't run in with this former teacher that you need to refer to me as doctor yeah. instead of like miss or mrs you know whatever i'm going oh i'd have a field day with her <laughs> just like i'm sorry 
you kind of have to earn that to a certain point, you know, just not demand that they, somebody call you doctor, you know, it's just as respectful to call somebody like my, my karate instructor. He is actually a, has a PhD in psychology. He's a psychologist. I can call, you know, I call him Mr. Porter or Dr. Porter. I don't think I've quite earned the, the level of calling him by his first name. I don't care. But, yeah. you know, some of the demands that kind of just that kind of sets me off on certain kind of things. And not not that they haven't earned it, which I respect, but don't demand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it was like these kids wouldn't know the difference between doctor and miss or missus. If you if you ask them, it's like, are they being respectful to you? If the answer is anything other than yes, then might be an issue but it's like uh excuse me teacher or you know whatever but no she demanded that they call her doctor i'm like Mm. okay but yeah getting back to my teacher she was awesome my other my other uh critical thinking teacher was actually awesome too i actually remember after i failed royally failed my third quiz i'm going i sent him a uh an email going hey i'm not doing you can come in Eggs, egg, that's the brand. They just brand it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I sent him an email and this is the kind of teacher I like. And I sent him an email going, look, I, I either I'm doing something wrong or what, but I'm, I'm, I felt I was in trouble. And I ended up because my grade kept on going down. I had like a, a A to start and it kept on going down steadily because of my quizzes. And I find, I sat down and talked to him, sent an email, and I ended up getting an A in the class and looking, I'm going, Okay, <laughs> so I, you know, I, I had a very a teacher that had to adjust his way of thinking, realizing that you don't have students in your class. I think you and I talked about it before. You don't have students in your class <laughs> where you would in a traditional class. You, you have people that are going back to school. They're working adults. They've got really no other way to do this. And he had to adjust his teaching style to match. And I'm like, oh. okay. I would have settled with a B or a C in the class, but you know, I'll take the A. But uh, you know, so that's why I'm kind of pursuing that psychological aspect because you know, just in today's society, I, I you know, you've got to with the lack of people. Well, I can't say a lack of people. I think the industry of psychology has plenty of doctors and mental health people that are out there. But I think there's too many, uh, you know, seeing what I've seen from my time working in security at a hospital, they're more interested in making money instead of doing something for free, which they got to make a living. I get, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But, Hmm. you know, that's that's pretty much why I'm pursuing what I'm doing that. And I needed something to tickle my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Playing with glass fibers all day long and doing absolutely nothing just doesn't do it. So, well, I mean, we are, I think we're, uh, um, you know, we're wired internally to be always learning. And if, oh, uh, yeah. if you don't scratch that itch, I mean, you know, bad things happen to the brain. And so, you know, good for you. Good for you to find something to, to uh, kind of uh, uh, embrace and, yeah. you know, as soon as I get to SSU, and I shouldn't have too many classes. Yeah, I shouldn't yeah. have to, you know, too many years or too many classes to take at SSU. But, you know, it's a local school. I can drive to it. You know, there's plenty of other things online. But I'm like, I've got a, 
one of the top schools in the nation sitting in my backyard. Why would I want to go, you know, across country or, you know, down to Stanford or Berkeley? Granted, Berkeley's in my backyard too, but it's about an hour away. Yeah. But SSU is a perfectly good school. Ah, well, it's been a while. Anything else we want yeah. to touch on last before we call it? Because I have four o'clock. Uh, we'll be back we, here I quickly. Think- why don't we why don't we call it and and uh, I think that's a good place to end it tonight. Uh, awesome. I mean, we you know we should uh, we should do this more often. And you know, again, it's been on me. So, yeah. Oh no, uh, you know it's all good. I like I said, it was Mother's Day, my birthday. Oh. You know, the kids yeah. ending school. Uh, you know, I'm coming off a week of vacation just because the kids were ending school. I'm like, okay, just take the week off. Um, yeah, but you know, it's been a little chaotic with trying to make sure my wife is maintaining her sanity because of school and all that other stuff so good very good all right sir are we good for you got anything going on next sunday or no i think i think i'm i think i'm good i mean we may be down in college station looking at houses on saturday but we should be back you know let me know we'll get together doesn't really matter you know i'm flexible yeah all righty sir give your wife the best hope she feels better i will Thanks. Do the talk. same and, and enjoy the new uh, the new kitty. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for staying and listening today. If you'd like to get a hold of myself, I can be reached at area code 707-385-9698. Please leave a voicemail or send a text. I can also re- be reached at digitalagedescendants at gmail.com. And thanks again for listening. Hello, and thanks again for listening. If you can leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify doesn't currently allow ratings. So if you could leave me and or Mike a rating, tell us how you like the show, that would be awesome. Thanks for listening.